0: Okay. all right okay the blanco all right yeah yeah so, so this is like a, a sip and slow first you know because i i never record these this early look it's daylight out it is it's wild it's wild uh this is sipping slow with joe um how this works here is is basically uh you know we're gonna go as deep as you as, as you allow me to go but i do send the raw cast to you and you'll okay. it back All right. you'll tell me, alright, everything but this, this, and this, and I'll cut it out or I'll blur it blur Oh, okay. It okay.
1: That makes me a lot more comfortable. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so this does not go right out,
1: you know. It okay. Just,
0: it goes through Pro Tools first. Um, alright. Do you have a problem with governments? Your government? I mean, when I do the advertisement for it, I still tag you in it. But I don't have to Yeah, it.
1: yeah. No, no. I don't have any there's no issues with that
0: good good because you're gonna take all the fun out of me calling you mr anderson (laughs) and uh and 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 a lot of things i want to get to are because of the way i respect you (laughs) as i said this is a first i don't do this i don't record at four o'clock my kids are up it's very uncomfortable they're in the next room so I, uh, have a great deal of respect for you and I wanted to get this. So without further ado, uh, this is Sippin' Slow with Joe. I am on the cast with Mr. Anderson. Um, how, how do we know each other? I want to go back. Uh, when, when, Uh, when did you come to that store?
1: July, like three years ago. July. July 4th it was. Everybody was all dressed up. 2017. Yeah.
0: So so Rebecca. McKay. Um, Whoa. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're
1: right. Okay.
0: Um. And you what? What did you do? What was your role?
1: I was uh, I was hired originally because I was getting out of construction because it's the weather down here is so beautiful and. Um, jim used to work with my wife so uh he hired me as a team member and that obviously didn't last very long so
0: (laughs) okay so so then you started running what process
1: uh originally it was the back room for about five seconds and then i got to take over the truck team make it simple for everybody so doing that that was uh it's definitely an eye-opening experience of a lifetime. Um, all right, so now,
0: so now I, I didn't know any of that before. I didn't know Back Room, I didn't know you started as a team member. All I all I ever remember was the, the angry truck runner. And I'll explain angry, <laughs> because the yes. first time I get to know a little bit about you, I'm just back there, I'm doing my trash, and I see this Hulk just beasting out these blue pallets. I mean, you, you 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 were turning ten shades red and you were throwing blue pallets like they were like pieces of plastic and I don't know what went on that day I have no idea you know we're gonna get deeper here but I just want everybody to get an understanding like never heard from the guy never heard of the guy just kinda you know Knew he worked there. Knew what his position was. Come back to the back room. He's throwing blue pallets. And if you know what a blue pallet is, it's like the heaviest one. So, for him to be picking these things up and throwing them like rag dolls, to me, I had to know. Him. I had to know. Him. What happened that day? Do you remember this day?
1: I, I mean, I don't remember the day, but it always seemed to be a similar thing. You know, it was always the. You know, it was one way or the other. Either you're you're getting it done, but you're not nice enough, or you're being too nice, or you know, there's just always couldn't win in that kind of situation. So that day, apparently I had had enough and I was behind closed doors. So I decided to a uh, little, little cathartic exercise of throwing around heavy pallets.
0: Like really
1: heavy. I was Understood. stacking them, I mean.
0: Okay okay but you were throwing them to the ground on top of each other it's just, it's very, very yeah yeah it was it was it was, it was wild so now yeah. I know you right and, and yeah. we begin a dialogue and we've always had a very playful dialogue and and, I, yes. and i'll get to that later what it, i want to know is you said you were in construction before that so let's yes. go back to that how long did you do construction for
1: so when i moved here i did construction Uh, i guess we do a short backstory all of my 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 dad my uncles my grandfather they were all construction workers so we all learned at a a young age what hard work was so it was always something to fall back onto i did a lot of it like in my early 20s Um, but i came down here um, it was something i knew i could do and make some money um, so I built high-end playgrounds in D.C. and Baltimore um, for about six months until I i was chiseling tile out of the bottom of a pool and threw up and got heat stroke and passed out. And I was like, I got to go inside. So.
0: Okay. So so now I need to know what kind of individual signs up for this, because, you know, you're, you're building uh, <laughs> high-end playgrounds in the heat, you're passing out, so we need to revisit Something and and go back to like where where were you born first? Let's let's go. Uh, I, w-
1: I was born in New Hampshire, very far away from here. Um, okay. Working class family. My dad worked construction. Um, you know, always instilled in us hard work. It, nothing was ever given to us. I mean, mm-hmm. we had food every day. You know, we never suffered like that. Um, we weren't wealthy, but we we definitely learned a lot and. That mentality, that like machismo, like be strong, get stuff mm. done, you know, that's life. So,
0: so, so you grew up with dad and mom?
1: Uh, my parents separated when I was a couple months old. Um, okay. I went back and forth a little bit when I was older. Um, my, my mom wasn't uh, in the picture when I was younger. They were really young. They were like 21 and like 19 when they had me. Okay. So she had a lot of stuff she had to figure out before she was ready to take care of a kid.
0: Okay. So so you grew up in New Hampshire with mostly your dad.
1: Yeah, my dad and my stepmom. Um, yeah. All
0: right. All right. And and uh, <laughs> when you you're in elementary school, you stayed in the same school the whole time or
1: Um that? I I was uh, we they lived in the same area um around I think 5th grade. I was, uh, I ended up in the system. I was a rebellious child and, uh, they decided it'd be easier to send me away than to keep me, I guess. At, the at, time. at, what,
0: at what age?
1: Um, I would have been, uh, 10, maybe 11, I think. So
0: you got sent um, away at 10?
1: Yeah. W- where did you go? Um, I went to a lot of different places. Some were nicer than others, but more or less like, uh, They're they're group homes, so it's like a program. You're in there with a lot of other boys, um, mostly teenagers, a lot bigger than you. Um, So that wasn't always pleasant. Um, More of a punching bag until I grew up. But uh, definitely learned a a lot of interesting things about life, and I had a very different upbringing than my siblings, put it that way. But I did that until... I was about 15. I lived with my cousin and my aunt for about six months. Um, and then I went back to, I was 18. So most of my childhood.
0: Okay, all right, so so you went back where? You went, you went back
1: um, that, that time, they sent me to a more kind of a lockup-ish place. Um, from when I was like 16 and a half till I was 18. That wasn't a nice place at all.
0: Um, so what, what, like, what did you do to get there? Like there was something that happened?
1: Um, I, you know, um, I just, I decided to uh, stand up for myself um, to my father. That was a poor decision, I guess, ultimately.
0: Well, you st- stood up for yourself, meaning- Well, he,
1: he didn't, let me reframe that. He didn't uh, like, Put his hands on me or anything but i had grown into a larger person and i was pretty angry at that age due to things that had happened to me so i felt that it was time for me to you know take on the 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 head of the pride so to speak so Uh,
0: he challenged your father
1: yes and uh yeah initially it worked out okay for me but not in the long term
0: Okay. Now, now I have to ask because I've seen this picture a couple of times in our. Oh yes, yes, yes. I feel yes. like I feel like that's going to be the energy behind the 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 the, uh, the ad rage. for this. The, no, the energy behind the ad because now uh, I want to show I want to show every stage of Brandon because I don't <laughs> think people will realize that's even you if I if I started out with a picture of that that guy yeah. that I saw uh, and and. I feel like you're you're around that same age when we're talking about this, so this is like. I was eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. All right. So tell me who that Brandon was, and and kind of what you were into at that time.
1: That uh, that Brandon was the Brandon that spent a year and a half in a really bad place, and um, or longer than that. And uh, I had the opportunity to. Get my hair cornrowed by some people before I uh, left said place, and uh, I did it. It was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I was very, a very serious individual. Um, everything was black and white back then. Um, don't mess with me, you know. Got the big silver chain and the cornrows. <laughs> got, got like, you know, the thousand-yard stare, twenty-four hours a day. Um, I just at that time I you know, that's all I knew. So okay. that's okay. what I had when I got out.
0: All right, so you got out at nineteen
1: or you eighteen. Out, you got out uh, you got out
0: of there at eighteen. As so soon got... as
1: I graduated high school, I had to complete my high school degree to get out.
0: Okay. All right, so you get out, first thing you do
1: is First thing oddly enough, I go live with my mother. Because I obviously at that time was not speaking to my father would do just about anything the opposite of what he thought was good. Like go to college, should have done that didn't do that. Um, so I went to go live with my mother in New Hampshire for that lasted about three months. Um, and then I got my own apartment.
0: So you stay with your mother three months, you're 18 years old. Yeah. Why why did you leave that situation?
1: Um, I, I needed to be on my own um, I just needed that time to, um, I was fortunate that my mother helped me find a job um, before I got out so I had a job I got a little bit, a couple paychecks you know, in the okay. bank um, just started looking for an apartment it was in a college town Keene, New Hampshire Okay. Um, ended up moving into a college party house at 18 so Whew. Yeah. So. Oh,
0: oh, okay. All right. So, so we're at a college party house and yeah. you are 18 years old.
1: Oh yeah. You're I'm ready. On your own. I'm ready. I don't know anything, you don't. You. <laughs> well about the world. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I missed a lot of that, you know, okay. stuff.
0: Okay. So, so this job, what did you, what did you do?
1: Oh, I put the little rubber feet on the bottom of the computers. For eight hours a day, a little rubber feet. You gotta make sure you don't put them on there too tight. They have to be able to spin a little bit, and I Who, did that. Is
0: yeah. this like a factory job? Like you're? In-
1: yeah, it's not like factory, like big giant. They they made um, like military equipment. Um, there was probably like seventy of us in there, but that was the only job they let me do at the time. Obviously, so rubber feet. Um, so I did that for, you know six months. Um, anyways, and, <laughs> and then, I, okay. And then uh, I went, I went to work at Subway. Okay.
0: Um, you were, a sa- uh, what would they call them? Sandwich artists? I know? was a
1: sandwich artist. You were for, a
0: sandwich artist.
1: For about three months. And then oh, I became a, I became an, a, a supervisor. I had power. Oh, okay. All 19 right. year old me, cornrows gone partying all the time with college kids. Yeah. Um, my first foray you could say into management, um, didn't go very well. Um, people didn't really care to listen to the 19 year old me, obviously. (laughs) Most don't now.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, so you're a sandwich artist manager at, at subway and you are now 19 Yeah. and you're going to college ragers.
1: So, yeah, in my so in my house,
0: in your house. So that means you're you're privy to drinking. When yes. when, did you, when did you have your first drink? When did you have your first drink?
1: My first drink would be in the six months that I lived with my cousin. We got our older cousin to we gave him twenty eight dollars. It was all we had, <laughs> and he bought us okay. a bottle of Bacardi one fifty one. <sighs> And how,
0: how old were you? Now, re- realize the statute of limitations here, so, you know, just go all out.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I was 15, 15 and a half. 15 and um, a half. Never had a drink. I mean, I knew about the flower back then. I learned that living with my cousin. Um, wait, 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 wait. Explain, what is that? The flower? The flower. Uh, marijuana.
0: Ah.
1: For the uninitiated.
0: yes. Yes. So, did did not catch that lingo all right oh, that's so the you so so you were uh, so you were all initiated with the green and, yeah. and
1: but we wanted to drink you had to drink so. okay
0: so you paid $28 to drink 151 yeah. and that's that's a way to start because most people start with like you know mad dog 2020 uh, some nope. bacardi you know some bacardi mixers or something I mean, a Corona? I want to
1: know why he gave us that to start. That's what I want to know. <laughs>
0: Did you mix it? Do you remember mixing it, or are you just shooting
1: it? Uh, Red cups with soda and oh, okay. a little ice. Okay. Um, right. We were supervised by him and his girlfriend.
0: Okay. All right. So so there were there were uh, chaperones. That's cool. Yes. So, so we're going to fast forward back to 19, right? 19, yes. Um. Is there anything besides alcohol that you get into uh, at nineteen?
1: Um, at that point in time, no. Um, that comes. That comes uh, much later mm. in life. Mm. Mm. Um, but yeah. So ragers. I got a serious girlfriend. Well, okay. what I thought a serious girlfriend was at the time. Um, okay. She taught me. She was. She was super hot. She was like a Barbie. Okay. But not. Very intelligent. Told me not to use big words all the time. Um, <laughs> so that lasted like maybe a year. Okay. Um, she didn't like any of my friends. She was always like, oh, don't do this. Don't do that. So, but I didn't know any better really at that time because I hadn't had the opportunity to really have a serious girlfriend. Um, okay. So she taught me what I didn't want. Uh-huh. Um, so I lived there probably... I know until I was 21. I okay. until I was 21. Um, and then I moved to Portland, Oregon with my next girlfriend.
0: You Wait, how long did you live in Portland?
1: Eight months. Let me explain why. Moved to Portland in 2008. Okay. We all remember 2008 if we're a little okay. bit older. So the unemployment rate was 22%. Mm-hmm. my my inside the city my job experience as we know is not so great at this point um, right. to be finding jobs um she found a job because she was a teacher um she was a couple years older than me um i lived i don't know if anybody listening will know portland but i lived on northeast first and multinoma which is about as close to downtown on the east side of the river i live right next to the rose garden which is where the trailblazers play okay um, so it's right there it was amazing um yes. it's totally different people yes. i learned to slow down a little bit Absolutely. to be less of that rough around the edges sharp to everybody you got to grind all the time that's not what it's about out there
0: no, uh uh-uh. uh, it's completely different energy. I, I tell you, uh, we went out there uh, as, a, as a family. I went out there in uh, 2015, and it was one of the first places I remember seeing bike lanes everywhere. They had bike lanes, yeah. it was so clean, the air was different. And we went over to, we, we drove, uh, we, we, we flew into Portland, but then we had to yep. drive to Cannon Beach. Cannon Beach okay. it was a beautiful
1: Oh, I've been there.
0: Goodness, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, so you want to talk about a a place where my wife wants to like retire and, and get get a home like Portland, yeah.
1: Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. Get so, yourself a houseboat.
0: <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, so you're in Oregon for eight eight months and you're living with said girlfriend.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. She got a job at some like fancy preschool mm-hmm. in Northwest Portland, which is okay. like where all the beautiful houses up on the hill are oh. and all that stuff. Um, then we just, we couldn't afford it. Um, <laughs> I got odd jobs here and there. Okay. Um, doing different stuff. Um, I was the property manager of our apartment building, but it was just okay. like kind of like cleaning and stuff and making sure nobody burned the place down. Um,
0: but but you said you couldn't afford it, like is that, that.
1: Well, no, that, like we couldn't just. So she went to very affluent colleges and uh, accrued, you know, six figures worth of college debt.
0: And, so, and just and just so I'm keeping track, how old are you at this time? And you're important.
1: Um, when I got there, I was 21 because I remember going to a bar on Burnside. Burnside's really popular. Okay. Um, and it's, it's, it's a theater, and you can still smoke cigarettes there. So yeah. I remember that, and then they banned it. It's the only time I've ever smoked in a bar. Okay. So I was 21, came back, you know, 22-ish, something okay. like that.
0: Came back to where now?
1: Back to Keene, because um, her family lives in a town outside of Keene. So we came back. Um, we got an apartment outside of Keene.
0: Where where is this in New Hampshire? New Hampshire. Okay. okay, so so you're going back from Oregon to New Hampshire. Like how? So so it always amazes me. Like people can pick up and and roll. Like I'm very calculated in my movements, and I've never moved too far from where you know I grew up. So when you're talking about a move from Oregon to New Hampshire,
1: I'm like, let me break it down for you. All when right. we moved out there, we moved out with two suitcases each. under 50 pounds and that was it and that's what we moved back with
0: okay so there's no furniture involved
1: there's nothing nothing just just who cares we planned this before we moved out there one of my buddies called me that i've been college, college roommates with yeah um and he's like bro, you got to come out here. And I told her, I was like, hey. And she was like, let's do this. So I went, like, originally I flew out there for a week and I looked yeah. at, like, 40-something apartments in a week and just wandered <laughs> around the city with a backpack and a map, <laughs> riding buses. Something I could never imagine doing now. But.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's like the 20s experience. Like, you're yeah. not it,
1: right? So I did it. So at yeah. least I can say that. That's that's what's it, up.
0: That's what's up. That's what I wanted. To, so so now we're twenty two, twenty three, and we're back yeah. in New Hampshire.
1: We're back in New Hampshire. We've been together a while, mm-hmm. uh, two three years. Um, start to grow apart. I end up having to get a night job cleaning okay. the library at the college. Wow. Horrible, <laughs> horrible schedule. <laughs> Eleven to seven thirty. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. right on my bike, right my bike home. That's it okay. while well, the sun's rising.
0: All right.
1: So we grew apart. Um, she decided to be easier to cheat on me than to break up with me. So that okay. was horrible. In the end, we've been together about four years. But Oof. after we moved back, it was just kind of a grind to just kind of build your life back up. Right. Um, so and then we broke up. I moved back into the college house. Oh, same college house. So wow. My friends lived there.
0: And now you're like 24? Yeah,
1: around 24, 23, 24, oh, yeah. probably 23.
0: Okay. Yeah, 23, 23. 23. Okay. Because
1: a couple months later, I decided to try online dating. And the first person that I message, I'm just looking to hook on, up with some on, kids. On what? On what uh, medium? Oh, what was it? Oh, okay, cupid. Wow. Okay. Yes. We're okay. taking it back. So yeah. my buddies are like, Hey, you should stop just swallowing in self pity and just hit this up. You know, it'll be, you, you'll have some fun. So they tell you in the beginning, after you fill out all your questions or whatever, they get a message, free people. So the first person I message is now we've been together 10 years in March. So that's a bit of a jump. But we so met. So wait, wait, wait. So yeah.
0: let, me, let me let me see if I'm understanding. Go ahead. You're saying that the first person you meet on OKCupid OK in 2010 is
1: your yeah. wife. Correct.
0: Wow. And what did I you? Must, what do you remember? What you said? Like, what did you? I you?
1: I do actually. She was a Ravens fan. I remember the context of it. She was a Ravens fan. You know, I'm new to this. Like. I think, you know, Facebook's new at that point. Like, right, we're not, right, right. we don't know we don't how to do this stuff. It's all brand new. And I was like, something like, you know, hey, you know, I'd be interested to meet you, you know, even though you're a Ravens fan, just to kind of like And, see and where
0: is your she, wife living at the time? Where is she living?
1: She is going to school at Keene State College. Ah. And... Side note, apparently we had a lot of the same friends. Okay. For, while she was in college, she's a senior at this time. We just never met each other because I like to go to bed early. Be okay. Um, so the Ravens thing kind of, she was actually ready to get off of online dating. She's about to graduate college. She's done with this, you know, going to be leaving, whatever. Um, and then we called each other. We talked on the phone for 5 hours and 24 minutes, which is important, I guess, to her because that's her birthday and her lucky number. And my
0: birthday, by the way.
1: And your birthday. That's right. So so I don't imagine I could talk to anybody for 5 hours and 24 minutes. Um, But and then we started to hang out, um, moved in together after like a year and then I can just kind of jump through everything really fast from there. But I'll let you take the lead, sir.
0: Yeah, yeah. So so you met on, on campus, when and when she graduated, you kept in touch. So what I need to know is, like, you moved in together. You moved in together in New Hampshire?
1: In Keene, yeah. We, we okay. moved. When we met, I had a—actually, uh, I was temporarily— staying in my truck and couch surfing while looking for an apartment because Mm -hmm. I had just gotten out of a serious relationship and I let her keep the apartment. I don't want to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, So ended up, I got a little tiny, like 450 square foot apartment, because we were new and and, um, we, we moved into a place together and lived there for about two years. As soon as she graduated, Heist or college, she started working at today, girl. Oddly okay. enough, okay, beginning of that saga. Um, and then she was getting transferred to be okay, um, in Massachusetts. Oh, so yeah, your,
0: so you followed her to Massachusetts,
1: then? yeah, yeah. So we went, I mean, I, I was that's back when I was a baker for I kept that job for like four years. Um, so I just
0: want to keep up, I want to keep up with the amount of times you switch careers so a lot so so yeah so you know you like you're putting like the little things on the feet on the computers i don't even know what to call that you're i like, don't either you're, Production like a work. Art, you're a sandwich artist for for subway management yeah. there uh then you go to like cleaning uh, a college at night
1: like yeah the library right well there was construction in there after the subway but yes okay
0: all right and and there was definitely, uh, something else. Like we, you, you went through something else before the, the cleaning the college. I forget what you said. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh jeez. Zipping slow gets you. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. Yo property manager, <laughs> property manager. That was,
1: that was like, I wouldn't even really count that. That was just like okay. a couple hundred bucks a month okay. off our rent for that. Um, hey
0: it's something it's like, you know, yeah. being the, I would have said something about if you, you know, like you're the RA at, at, at a college, you know, you're like, yeah. You're, you know, so that would have I, been fun.
1: <laughs> I get, um, I need things to, I need to continue to learn, uh-huh. um, and experience new things or I get extremely bored and just go do something else.
0: And, and um, so that's what I wanted to like, those, those are the things that I wanted to, to get to because they make, they make your decisions <laughs> Like there's a decision in there that we're going to fast forward to because, uh, you know, when you, when you had enough of the truck process at that time, yeah. you, you just, you, you made no qualms about like just switching and it was like, yeah. a total different thing. So what did you decide to do when you were done with the truck? Uh, process?
1: Probably one of the best jobs I've ever had. I decided to go sell craft beer, um, and find spirits. Um, I knew almost nothing about liquor or beer. I drank Bud Light and whatever was cheap for liquor, um, <laughs> and I learned an insane amount in a short period of time. Okay. Um, my wife would say I turned into a beer douche. Um, I couldn't really argue with that. I try not to be, but <laughs> well, uh, you, a very. Exp-
0: you you yeah. know, you know, I you know I think you have that voice. So yes, hear- I do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Imagine me in a beer store berating the guy who's trying to sell me beer when I'm like, I don't want that.
0: In a, in a very punchable voice. Is, yes, exactly. very
1: punchable. Just, just, you know, being – my wife will walk away. She'll go sit Ooh. in the car. She'll just be like, I'm done with you. You're being a dick. So,
0: um, so, uh, so I, I, I don't want to miss the space where uh, we're talking about you getting into some other things that, that weren't good for you. Um, yes. So, so if I'm skipping around, pardon me. <laughs> I want to go back to yeah. 2011. I want to. Yeah. I want to be in Massachusetts. I guess you are at that okay. point.
1: Well, we want to go. We want to go back to that apartment in Keene with the wife.
0: Right. Oh, okay. You know. All right. Let's go back there.
1: <laughs> so I decide to. I go to a party one night, and uh, there's some people there I trust, some friends. Um, so and they they have this this drug called Elam. Um, so I never didn't know much about it. Um, yes. Which. Um, It's probably, you know, was one of the best nights of my life at the time. Um, (laughs) Made you feel great. Um, Tried that. And then one of my other buddies was like, oh, I do it all the time. So we ended up doing it all the time for about three months. Um, So ultimately what ended up happening is ended up stopping doing it um I wasn't fully forthcoming with my wife about how often I was doing it which was a big uh one of the first hurdles in a marriage I guess we weren't married yet but in a relationship there's a lot of ups and downs that was our first like big you know I'd broken her trust so um Mm. that's something we made it through um definitely still have learned my lesson to this day about honesty which is probably one of the reasons we're still together mm-hmm. um, so stop doing it definitely had some negative effects on my overall emotional capacity as it right. does right. for a long right. period of time just kind of desensitized to things um, mm. at and- times we had tried other things here and there whatever was available that right. gave a similar feeling um, but then Fortunately, I moved to Massachusetts, um, and none of that was available anymore. Okay. So, Uh, so, so it wasn't like, it
0: wasn't like a full on addiction.
1: Um, I don't know. I feel that I have, if it's something that I can't buy in the grocery store, like Mm -hmm. liquor, beer, um, I feel like I have a capacity to stop. You just have to remove yourself from a situation. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think everyone's that fortunate. Right, right.
0: Because cause they may um, have it. like they they could go to a liquor store and and get something yeah, completely yeah. different. It may be that kind of thing, right? It's
1: yeah. To to. So, all right. So, so no, I I got over it. So we're in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and uh, I start my journey into retail.
0: Okay. All right. So so in Massachusetts, your job was.
1: Um, I started out it's called a visual merchandiser Um, the company is called uh, Ocean State job lots it is it's like big lots it's like a poor target I guess you could say the signs are handwritten and you've seen my handwriting Um, (laughs) took a long time to write those signs. Um okay. I organized what they call like like all your front end caps and everything. I would put a product the way they wanted it there and put right. a sign and da da, da 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 and then I I became a supervisor for you know twenty five percent of the store. Okay. Um we lived in a really nice apartment for an absurd amount of money. Mm, um mm. she was still, you know, doing awesome at the um, and then she got trans, or We got married in God. We'll be married five years this fall. So what? 2015. Cause so we lived in, we lived there for almost three years.
0: Okay. So who, so how did you propose? Like, what did you say? And
1: what, um, well, okay. So yeah. I had never wanted to get married ever. Um, okay. and she knew okay. that in the beginning cause I'm very forward with everything. Um, in life and we were at some irish restaurant in massachusetts and i had been thinking about it and i was like you know maybe we should get married and she just stops and freezes up like "Ah." so then i did propose um i ended up i had to ask her mother for her blessing um Mm -hmm. so i did that and i planned on like saving for a ring for like a year and a half two years and she just you know sent me like certified mail or whatever uh my wife's grandmother's wedding ring from their 50-year wedding anniversary her grandfather bought it for grandmother so now i got the ring so now we're we're moving so what I did is we had a cat back then, one of her cats that had gotten brought into the relationship. And uh, one day when she came home, I had the ring on the collar. Um, not the greatest plan ever, but she already kind of <laughs> knew I was going to do it. So, oh. so it that happened. was that. Okay. It happened.
0: All right. And then she gets a call up and she's got a transfer. Like how did, how did we get to? No, know? no.
1: So, so we, We're pretty forward-thinking people. It's not like suitcases on a plane to the West Coast. That part of life seems to have, uh, we moved past that. Um, She's a pretty realistic, she plans, everything kind of keeps me, you know, within the realm of what's reasonable. Um, And we get married and we'd already planned a transfer after we decided when we were getting married. And we're supposed to come down here Um, take over the family farm. And so she can spend more time with her mother because her mother's older. Okay. So she gets her transfer. We come down. Um, We were supposed to take over the family farm. Um, And when we arrived here, uh, come to find out we're going to be paying rent. So that was a contention because the house is old. It needs to be fixed. I can fix it. You know, we take it over. You know, gets to live and carry on. You know, generations of history and right. so that was a thing, um, which has slowly devolved over time. Okay, um, thanks. So,
0: but yeah. this, this farm. So, how many? So, currently, how many acres is that farm that you? I think on?
1: it's, I think it's forty-eight acres. <laughs> That's a lot uh, of land. It's a lot of land. Um, let me clarify, we don't farm it. Um, the family rents it out to people who farm a lot of it. Um, and they pay them for that usage of the land. Um, we maintain, I think it's six or seven acres of That's it. it's
0: still a lot of land.
1: It is a lot of land. Um, do you,
0: you cut that grass? Who's cutting that grass?
1: Um, I used to cut the grass, but since I have allergies, um, my wife cuts the grass now, mm. and she takes up the trash now that I got a new car and I can't put trash in it. Wow! So, yeah,
0: like how long does it take to cut that grass?
1: Mm, about two, three hours. <laughs>
0: And it's and it's a riding mower, of course. It's right? a
1: zero turn, twenty-four horsepower, like six foot deck on it. It's not okay. a small lawnmower.
0: Okay. All right. All right. So we're so we're fully up to speed. So now yeah. we're talking about the the Brandon that I know. And it yes. makes sense. Uh you know, uh I I I think that uh somebody on the outside would be confused at our relationship. Uh
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People are like, I don't get it. Like, yeah. why do you? What do you mean you guys went and got a beer after work?
0: I think they'd be confused because it's, it's very combative and, and condescending, but, but it's all in that. And yeah. I, 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 I know and respect the kind of worker you are, um, the kind of manager you are. Um, and now that you're in in, in role as, uh, as what you are for the corporation we work for, I... Yeah you know i've come to have an admiration for how you run your process um you know if i if i'm talking about somebody that can work by themselves and challenge their own self cuz you're in your head just like just like i'm in mine so oh you know, yeah if something goes wrong you're like pissed off like i should have oh, yeah. gotten it even if it's small you know shoulda yeah. i should have done that right right just yeah. beating yourself up um oh yeah <laughs> but All the time but but I wanna I wanna go back to when you were in the uh, the craft beer business, you know, and yes. what, and what you learned about uh, spirits
1: because yes, it,
0: it, it had to be a grow up. Like you're not doing Bacardi 151 now. I see. You- no,
1: no, very expensive hobby.
0: <laughs> and and you know, I'm talking about this because you gave my wife uh, the rest of your uh, almost three hundred dollar.
1: Uh, yes
0: tequila so yes uh talk to me about the little the the education there like what was that like who did you learn from
1: so i was really fortunate to it wasn't like any liquor store i've been to even since then so this gentleman works there um he's second generation or he's first generation american his parents came here from india um very smart individual He wanted to do something different. He didn't want anybody's gonna buy liquor. So his thing was about product education and upselling by giving people what they want. So he would let us try everything. He specifically took it taking to me because I was like, I was taking it more serious than a liquor store job because there was that opportunity there. So I got to go to trade shows in the area, stuff like that. He would take me, you know. Um, we'd travel to breweries sometimes, or I would go to all kinds of places on my own because he had that work ethic that he had to work 14 hours a day, seven days a week or whatever. Um, and occasionally would step away if he had to. Um, so we would get to try things. Pretty much, he would always challenge me. You know, you could always do more. You could always sell more. You could always, you know, learn more. Um, so it was intense. but i learned, you know, more than you'll learn in most environments just because he was passionate about the customer and the product and you know i'm i'm happy to see that it's finally working out for him from what i understand and a in a in a more sustainable capacity um, okay.
0: from, but from, yeah, from, from from you i want to know the shittiest liquor you ever tasted
1: um it was it was, oh God, what is it? I might get wrong who it was, but I think it was, we would do blind taste tests. Mm-hmm. And um, it would normally be on Sunday nights because it would be just me and him there late at night. And nobody comes in to liquor store at nine o'clock. On Sunday night. So he'd line up all these glasses. I wouldn't be able to see the color or anything because mm-hmm. you'll judge color. And I tried something, it was just the worst. And I think it was the Jim Bean Oak, cut or oak heart or just some plastic bottle swilly Ugh. but he would always say if somebody likes that yeah. you know he would always say be humble don't talk down to people okay um, but hard in my you. opinion uh, yeah well yeah yeah it is um it depends on the person but um yes that's my communication style but yeah that was probably the worst thing i've ever had
0: And also, and if we're talking about the best, the best thing you ever tasted, spirits-wise,
1: best, best thing I've ever tasted. Man, I drank a lot of different spirits. I know, I
0: know. So, well, it also depends on the time. Let's do do tequila. The best tasting tequila that you that you've had.
1: It's it's that bottle that you had that you didn't like.
0: Ah, yeah. See, I didn't like. I don't like the smoky, oaky.
1: Well, it was so. For context, it's. Code to go is a brand of tequila. They did a special series. There was only, I think 30 bottles in the whole state. Um, it was $280 a bottle, but they did it for two years in red wine Cabernet barrels. So if you've ever had wine, there's tannins, which are like what coat your teeth and your mouth. So they took a really smoky aged tequila, you know, whatever select barrel, some guy decided it was the best they had. I don't know how they do that, but and then they put it in wine barrels, and sometimes that doesn't taste very good. But this stuff was, oh, it was like velvet and just coated your mouth and smoky aftertaste. And, oh, it's good.
0: And what? And it's called Codigo. Codigo.
1: is the company that makes it. Okay. Um, it was their extra nejo, and then Anejo, okay, which is whatever their. But it was some limited. I got rid of the bottle. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: I and so and that's the the grow up that I had to learn the difference in tequilas. You know, when you're talking in AO, you're talking about something uh, that's aged for three years, right?
1: Three. Yeah. Sometimes there's like a, a limit, like you know, just because it's the like the most expensive doesn't mean you're gonna like it.
0: Mm-hmm. And I've had some um, some pretty good tequilas along the way. You know, Casa Azul was good. Um, 1942. We talked about Don Julio, and yeah. even even Casamigo, uh, uh What's his name? What's his, What's what's the actor's name that, that owns
1: Casamigo? Uh, Dwayne. No, oh no, George Clooney. George. He sold Clooney. that. He sold that for like a billion dollars or something stupid.
0: He sold it, and it still has his signature on it.
1: Well, this is so George. If you want to talk about liquor, that's yes. a good example of you're paying more for a name, right? Okay. So we could use another example, more recently, where I would say you're not necessarily paying more for it, and that would be Dwayne Johnson's tequila. Okay. All right. That which, that which, I, which
0: you're admittedly not crazy about. You like?
1: I'm having... I'm admittedly not crazy about it. I don't like the particular flavor that it has, but as far as like I can tell, its quality, yeah. and it's an they they designed it to be an everyman day. Tequila. okay. Like it's not Jose Cuervo, but no. it's also we, Casamigos cost what? 20, 30 dollars more. Yeah.
0: Casa, and, Casamigos, yeah. Uh, the Anejo cost me 64 and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it cost me 64 bucks. Um, yeah.
1: So that and you that's probably like a 45, 50 tequila, yeah. In my opinion.
0: I lo- I like Casamigo and, and I I like it. and I and I like the reposado of uh uh, uh, what's it called, Mana? Terra Mana. Terra Mana. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I like the Reposado. It was, it was, it was smooth. It was good. Um, so, I, you know, I want to wrap it up. I uh, yeah. appreciate your time as always. Um, there is just one thing that I have to say.
1: Yes. Still
0: be to no, I'm not gonna say <laughs> it.
1: Ah, I'm I'm
0: gonna end on a high note. I'm gonna say yes. that um, that 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 working with you has has been uh, it, it it has been sometimes comforting for me uh, because I I depend on. Um, people coming in with the same energy that i do right like in in, in 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 my atmosphere i am always high energy annoying and you never felt the need to get there with me. you're not high energy uh, you are what i call uh, grounded you you ground me you bring me back to zero and and sometimes that can be perceived as you're uh, you're shading me or you're talking down to me and and I enjoy that like I enjoy our back and forth as uh the airplane that I am and the kind of engineer that you are to, to ground that plane to land that plane so so when I talk about somebody that's that's the, the yin to my yang it's 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 Branderson Branderson to my yang and and I don't want to I don't want to disrespect that by a corny joke. You know the joke I was probably gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. Well I I've learned a lot. It's been a lot of fun. Um, right. As much as we drive each other crazy, you know, we kind of just keep magnetizing back together. You know, it's like neither of us can, you know. And and people don't get it, but no. Um, no. grown to be a great friend. Um, right. I'm Absolutely. sure we'll. Stay in contact. Yep, yep, we will.
0: And, sir, I will let you get into your evening. With that, this has been Sippin' Slow with Joe. Peace out.